0: Hey everyone, welcome back to The Local Youth Worker, a podcast brought to you by Reformed Youth Ministries. I'm your host, John Parrott. Uh, This is episode 369, and I will have Susan, Andrew, and John joining us a little bit later. Um, Had a fun conversation with them down in Panama City, uh, talking about um, a lot of things. Uh, They give us a a pro tip in youth ministry, uh, as well as um, talking about volunteers and uh, how to recruit volunteers, how to... Uh, Minister to volunteers and utilize them in your ministry. And so I think that'll be um, helpful. Um, Once again, you can tell the audio is not uh, what it should be. Hopefully, we'll get that um, fixed uh, before too long. uh, So you can bear with me on that. Um, Also, if you've uh, noticed and if you've been listening to the local youth worker, uh, this episode might be a little bit shorter uh, than some of the others. Um, We've had this Essentials segment at the beginning of the podcast uh, since we started this new format in January. Um, We had um, Essentials of a Youth Room, Essentials of a Youth Retreat, and then Essential Books for Youth Ministry. Um, And so we won't have that segment today. Uh, We might continue that as we think about other essentials that we can talk about for student ministry. Um, We've also, in our middle segment, if you've been following us since January, we had Technically Speaking for several weeks, talking about all things related to technology. Uh, And then we've had our RESTED Development segment um, of uh, this podcast that uh, I think launched kind of in in May, and we've had that for several weeks. Um, And just a reminder to our listeners, uh, these are going to be rotating segments, and so we'll be thinking about different segments that can fit in there. And so... Um, we've got some ideas uh, for this uh, middle segment, um, some things on the horizon, and so we'll be sure to, to keep you updated of what um, the new segments are going to look like and uh, who's going to be involved in those. Uh, it's been fun having these uh, segments and um, all the feedback that, that I've heard, um, and it was fun th- this summer uh, to be able to be at these conferences and to hear feedback from all of you, those of you who, who listen um, people kind of like the variety show aspect uh, to the local youth worker. and So we hope to continue that and to be thinking of things that um, are helpful to you in your ministry. Um, so stay tuned for more information uh, on that. Uh, we'll be sure to, to update you and I'll have some guests on to kind of discuss uh, some of the things that we think could be um, helpful for each of you in the ministry. Um, but for now, here's my conversation with Susan, Andrew, and John. Hey everybody, welcome back. Um, I'm here today with Susan, Andrew, and John, and we are all at Laguna Beach Christian Retreat um, in Panama City Beach, the The last day of high school Florida too. Um, let's do some quick introductions. I know John and Susan were on the podcast a long time ago, and I can't remember. We talked about technology. I know yeah. that. It was, yeah. it was a while back. Um, but all three of you guys are at Kirk of the Hills, right? Correct. in St. Louis. Yeah. Um, so John, let's, I guess, start with you and then we'll just go around and introduce.
1: Sure. Yeah. My name is John Spencer. Uh, I am the director of student ministry at the Kirk. Uh, and I've been there for six years. Um, just loving that job and, um, working alongside these two.
2: I'm Andrew Shonoff. I've been with the youth group for at Kirk for three years. I've been at Kirk for 10 years. Uh, and I was a sort of transition from being a teacher in the school to also working with with the youth group now.
3: And I'm Susan Needler, and I have been at the Kirk since 2009. I think that's 12 years. (laughs) It's been a while. (laughs) And I mainly do high school ministry at this point. I mean, we do a lot of stuff together, but mainly focus on high school. It's awesome.
0: Awesome, thanks. yeah it's too early for math right now, I um it's your, <laughs> that's a generous voice. yeah, and I'm still yeah sipping on the coffee and um, as we said, kind of some variation of this with the the podcast we're we're in a room uh somewhere in Laguna, and we're passing a microphone around and um yeah, we don't know the air conditioner sometimes is loud in various rooms, so who knows how it's gonna sound, but um, appreciate you guys making time to to come on the podcast today y'all have a group H- how many do you guys have with y'all there?
1: there's uh, uh, yeah, there's 37 of us total, um, 31 are students, yeah.
0: All right. So, yeah, a good bit of students and uh, every youth worker that listens to this as well as parents know that um, students bring drama with them. And so there's always <laughs> drama that every youth worker is dealing with and all kinds of stuff. So appreciate y'all uh, making the time to, to come on. Um, this summer we're doing uh, Frequently Asked Questions, our listeners know. Um, and we're also doing pro tips. So I thought we would start with, uh, some youth ministry pro tips. Uh, so who wants to start off on a pro tip of youth ministry? Does anybody have one they want to jump in with? John, you want to go? Sure. The mic?
1: Um, actually, uh, one of our volunteers, um, reminded me of a pro tip. We tell our, our volunteers is, um, think long Um, that doesn't mean you have to be committed, um, for 40 years. But if your mind is set long term, uh, at least you're thinking the long game of like the, the whole process of what youth ministry takes. That if you have a bad week or a bad night or even a bad year, that doesn't mean it's, it's over. Um, if you think about all, like if you go back to your middle school and high school days, um, you think about how much you change in seven, six or seven years. Um, and if you're there as a leader, that whole time you get to ride that roller coaster with them. Um, and you become one of the most pinnacle people in their lives. So we tell our leaders and we, we try to stay focused. Like if you can, stick with it all the way through. Um, and that's, that's been awesome so far.
0: Yeah. And, and so i um, thinking long-term you said, uh, do you, do you find that you have a lot of leaders that do kind of stick around when you, when you uh, give them that, that mindset to kind of plan? I guess, Andrew, you've been yeah. volunteering for a while, right? Doing, yeah.
1: yeah, Andrew was a, a volunteer before he became on staff. And, uh, yeah, retention for leaders has been really good. Um, the turnover has been pretty minimal, um, especially when we kind of put that out there, saying, like, hey, we want you to commit at least this amount of time, but really be thinking, can you give all seven years to, to your group Um, not saying that you have to, because we know sometimes the leaders and the the groups don't mix well and we'll, we'll readjust, but the retention has been really good with that so far. Um, so they, they just kind of buy into the process.
0: Yeah. That's really good. I've always, as I've talked to youth workers who are able to retain a a leader for six or seven years where they can kind of follow a class all the way through. It's so impressive when that happens. And I, I had found myself being afraid to ask for that. But that's that's good advice, just to kind of put that out there to cast that vision, um, because sometimes it could be that yeah the volunteers absolutely willing to to buy into that. Um, you know, like you said, I mean you could be providentially hindered from from doing that, but why not cast that vision? Um, so that's that's a great pro tip. Yeah. Um, Susan, do you have one for us?
3: Yeah, I might need John's help of the <clears throat> explaining it a little better. John made like a I don't know a leader's guide a couple years ago for our volunteers. And I think one of the points is like grab someone to do ministry with you. What's, what did you call that one? Yeah, is that uh, grab a friend. Grab a friend. Yeah. Um. And as I was thinking about this last night, now I know everybody's context is so different, but God has been very kind and I get to work with people who are actually some of my best friends. And so that is, I do not take that lightly because I know that's not, some people have to do this alone. Um, and for many years at the Kirk, I would be like the solo female person, but I've realized like one of the most fruitful things that John has really helped instill in us is like bring someone along. And I have realized for myself, um, I am a highly relational person. So I, I can connect easily (laughs) when John was explaining, we've had some drama this week. I realized those are moments I'm ready to like rub someone's back and cry with them. But like, digging in sometimes I just cannot think that fast on my feet of what to say and there was I was when I was thinking about this podcast I was thinking about a friend that I worked with a couple years ago and I always knew that she had my back in those moments and it was one of those things it was kind of like this sweet dance that where I knew I was really weak I knew I could be like tag you're it I'm with you but you're off the bench now (laughs) you know and I mean, I think that's God's good design because like you're never like at the end of your rope because when you're trying to do it alone, you're trying to like run the circus all yourself as too much. And it's not, God doesn't want us to carry that alone and we can't. So then we like fail or burn out or, you know, the, the long game doesn't feel fun anymore because it's like, I can't do this. And so I think <clears throat> if your context is not a place where you're already working that you like, I have, these guys are built in, like, I don't have to, find them like they're on staff like we already get to do that together but as we think about filling different roles sometimes we have to say like hey I don't have a co-leader I got to think about who's in our congregation and say like I think you jive with me and with ministry let's do this and the thing that I've realized in small groups when the leaders connect and have a bond it's contagious in the group and so a a solid friendship and leadership trickles down and those especially with girls that that trickles into like, oh, I want that kind of relationship. Y'all are having fun. And there's not as much overthinking of like an event. Like we can come just chill in a room. And if I'm sitting here with them dying, laughing, people want to be a part of that. And it's just like God's kindness of relationship spills into the group.
0: So. Yeah, yeah now that, that's really good. I just, yeah, I love the point of that. I mean, several things I liked about that, but just our students are watching us, and they're seeing that, and as you're modeling those kind of healthy relationships and everything, they're, they're just, that's contagious, and that can just kind of permeate through through a group, uh, so that that's helpful. Andrew, did you have a pro tip that you you thought about?
2: Yeah, the pro tip I was thinking about as I started, as I mentioned, I came from the teaching side of things, and it, it, I work at a Christian school, and so it's still with youth, it's, it's still, you know, the, the faith side of things, but obviously in classroom with lesson plans and everything it's much more structured and so for the the first little while at youth group i guess the pro tip would be like be flexible um you know like uh, you, you gotta be, you gotta be ready obviously with like i said with you know in a classroom teaching you know you've got your lesson plans and you're progressing through the units and with youth group i mean you 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 have to be flexible or else you're not gonna get anything you can come in with like these plans of I'm going to lead my small group and I've got all these awesome discussion points in this Devo plan and then you got to be ready to like okay this is going to be one of those relationship building nights where we're going to play tackle soccer all night or whatever it is you know yeah Jenga exactly yeah punt that Sunday school lesson
3: <clears throat>
2: we've had a handful of those but um but yeah I mean if I actually asked my boys you know with this prompt right before I came I was like all right boys what's What's the pro tip that youth ministry needs to know? And and they were saying like, well, you just gotta have fun,
3: and so you know <laughs> it's like,
2: like well, yeah, but uh, you know, like what we're gonna talk about in a bit, you know that that relationship side of things, you've got to be willing to give up your night's sleep because of the drama that explodes. You you have to have a, f- a flexible mindset in order to to do this job.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that's a really good point, uh, and and it's it's got so many applications to it um, because I can think of, I mean, just kind of some of what you're saying too is maybe I had a lesson planned that I wanted to teach and I've got the outline, I've got the, here's the content I want to be sure to get my students. But then a teachable moment comes up. It could be a comment that a student makes in the middle of a lesson and you're thinking, okay, look, we need to dig into this instead. But if you're, not flexible enough you're just gonna hold on to that outline and say okay i'm getting this content that in tonight and kind of miss the teachable moment that maybe the lord's providing so yeah yeah that's yeah be flexible absolutely um yeah a ton of applications from uh buses breaking down on the side of the road to um <laughs> whatever which i heard oh <laughs> yeah i've yeah, have, have definitely had that and i know some groups that came down here this week even had some some bus issues uh um, they had to deal with. It. Actually, it was my home church that had
2: to deal with that. So, Or, you, you know, know <laughs> thousand people on campus and no water. Yeah. That <laughs> kind of yes. thing. You know. Yeah, I'm so... Yeah, yes. trash <laughs> can, toilet water, yeah.
0: Yeah, so glad you're bringing that up. Yeah, those uh, who... <laughs> <laughs> the, those who are not here, um, yeah, it's, it's a story that's going to get out there, but uh, a construction worker hit a uh, pipeline uh, with an excavator, <laughs> and so... Laguna Beach did not have water, uh, for uh, a period of time. And so, yeah, we were wondering, okay, are we going to have breakfast or are we going to have dinner, lunch, whatever. Um, so yeah, that's been been a process and it's good to be flexible. So good application there. Um, there that I don't even think awesome. about, <laughs> um, so some frequently asked questions. Uh, one we have on there is, is how to prioritize relational ministry. And I know you guys were saying kind of pre-recording, um, that's something that's kind of a strength in y'all's ministry. So I'd love to hear a little bit. I don't know, John, if you kind of want to lead us off on how to highlight uh, relational or prioritize relational ministry.
1: Yeah, so um, I've been working with Susan since I've been at the Kirk. She's been a rock to the ministry who's been there for, uh, I'm your your third boss at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so when, when I came on the staff and, you know, connecting with, the 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 youth team at that time um we just became really good friends and um and then you know most of them moved on and some were seminary interns obviously they needed to move on um and some have just taken different jobs all this type of stuff and and like that was really fun like we had a we had a great time and then bringing andrew on to staff has been the same thing you know it's just been like it's just been a lot of fun of working together, and um, at some time during COVID, I'm I'm a I don't like to sit and just kind of like wait around like for for work to come around. I'm like I need something to do. So we're trying to figure out how can we utilize this quarantine time, all this type of stuff, and uh, we kind of used that time to talk to previous and current youth leaders about what really um, what really worked. Like, why are you good at what you do? And we just interviewed all these people and, um, you know, this is where we came up with our leader manual. Like everything came down to like seven points. Like everybody said seven, seven things. They had seven things in common, um, between all these people that have been great youth leaders over the time. Um, but what it all, like it, it, it came down to the fact of like the high, highly relational aspect and influence that we had on one another and with the teens that we were ministering to. And so we had this big, you know, way, uh, philosophy of ministry we were functioning on. um, And then it just kind of funneled into how can we, um, how can we funnel uh, kids and leaders into discipleship relationships? That's like every decision we make, we're like, is it going to feed into that? Mm -hmm. Is it going to feed into the growth of relationship? Because we know that is where somebody is going to get an intentional and deep, um, knowledge and, and faith of falling in love with Jesus. Um, is that they are going to have somebody walking alongside them in every aspect of their life. And we treat that not only from leader to student, but leader to leader. And so we require each D group to have a co-leader. Um, we don't want people walking alone. Um, no matter whether the d group is two kids or 20 kids, um, they have to have a co-leader like that's a non-negotiable. Um, and then like the other piece to that is like, we need like for us as staff, we need to have face-to-face time with our volunteers. And whenever we started like applying that the ministry changed, like we started treating our leaders as if we treat our, our own d groups of like, we just need time with you to check in and to see how you're doing what questions do you have are you feeling burned out how can we help you the same questions we're asking these students we're asking our leaders so everything we um, it it goes back to like how can we feed into the discipleship piece how can we be living in the same way Jesus was living with his disciples
0: Hmm. that's really good I've I've got a follow up but I love um, Susan if you want to jump in and talk a little bit about just kind of how y'all prioritize that
3: I, oh, sorry. <laughs> A little cord, cord malfunction. <laughs> you know, I just feel like when John was saying that, and I kind of alluded to this earlier, the trickle down. Like John is really good and has set the stage really well. He, I would say, John spoils our leaders, which is great because it keeps the retention, it keeps people encouraged, and that that model when you have the same people showing up for six years, that, that actually is prioritizing our relational ministry because students have built this bond with these people. But kind of, I mean, honestly, what we talked about earlier has teed up this question because I'm like, what Shauna was saying too, I think John has helped us see, and, and I think we know this as youth leaders, like everything is a teaching moment, even if we're like laughing around pizza, you know, like it's, it, we don't have to always be, um, we don't have to only say like, our small group or SNFs, SNF, so our Sunday night program is the only thing that's valuable. Like, I think we've really tried to create a culture of like, there is so much good in bringing, I always call it our sisterhood, like, like our D group of like, this is, this is gospel work, just working together to be the church to each other. And so like, I think we've really worked hard on like our programming allows for that. So our programming is really good structure on Sunday. And then having a Wednesday night thing, cause our students are really busy and years ago, we switched it because like, they're too busy for something like really planned out. And so we made it kind of an optional thing. And we realized we almost have better attendance in our small groups on Wednesday because it is this more relational, organic, we're going to study the Bible, but we're also going to have fun, laid back thing. And I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I explained that well, <laughs> but just this good trickle down, easy. Uh, you might have
1: yeah. I. If I think about like even who's here with us at, at Florida. Um, uh, only about half of these kids show up to like our large group. Okay, Most of these kids are here because our leaders have relational contact with them. Like they, we're spending time with them and say, and we're in a one-on-one. It's like, you should come to Florida with us. I think you'll have a good time. Like I'm just thinking about my D group that's here. They'll never hang out with each other like as a group. Like mm-hmm. they just don't function together. But because like either myself or one of their friends is like, I want you to come alongside me. I just want this one week with you. Like, can you just come to this thing? And like, we look around and it's like, our D groups are here. Like they're just, you know, um, they're not there, uh, at all the teaching moments. They're not there on like every Bible study or Sunday night or even Sunday mornings. Um, but they're at D group or they're getting meals with us. And they came to this because we wanted them there and they trust us and they we said this is going to be a good week for you
0: mm. and that, that's that's really good and Andrew maybe you could speak to kind of you started off as a volunteer is that right and kind of how no. how did you kind of get into the ministry um, initially and then how that's kind of looked to, to come on staff yeah to- I
2: started as a volunteer um, like I said I was you know we've got a church or a school connected to our church and so I was teaching fifth grade and um, really like it was just probably through my relationship with John and his wife, Carrie and, and just, you know, mentioned about coming out. And so I started as a volunteer and it was, it was, you know, it, it was fun for me cause it was a lot of these kids that I had had in the classroom. Yeah. And so it, it was fun to sort of, you know, I think it was fun for me to sort of interact with them and, you know, the, the youth group side of things and fun for them, you know, for their teacher goofing off with them, uh, you know, with some different youth group stuff. And you know, I mean, for me, my personality, the, the youth group side of things was really like, it's like the best parts of teaching, you know, it's it's like it's like teaching without fractions. You know, you're just like, <laughs> it's like you're just hanging out with the kids, talking about Jesus, building relationships, um, and I don't have to grade any papers in youth group. <laughs> so that's nice. That's yeah, um, true. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, that that's, I think it goes back to what John was saying, is like, you know, so many of these kids, I had them in fifth grade, I had them in sixth grade as, as their teacher, And then now my boys, they're going to be 10th graders this year. And, and, you know, John was with his kids from the time they were in sixth grade and now they're all graduating, you know, Susan's been with her girls all the way through. And I mean, there's so many nights and times like I remember when my boys were middle schoolers, my boys. And like, you know, like I'd leave a Wednesday night D group or our small groups. And it's like, yeah, all we really do is, eat, you know, eat pizza and make fart noises and <laughs> run around destroying the church. Like, like, am I really doing anything here? But like, you know, especially now as they're getting older, you know, John was talking about playing that long game. And that's the relational side of it is, you know, I, I've, we always say, just show up, just show up, just show up. And, you know, you've put so much time and I'm really getting to that point now with my boys, where are just like, It's so sweet because they are in high school, you can sit down and talk with them and they can have conversations and you've built up the relational Mm -hmm. capital that, you know, they've known you for almost like half their life at this point. And, you know, you you can have so much more fruitful discipleship relation relationships um, as a result of that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, that's something I was talking to a youth worker last week and um he was kind of just lamenting he's he's like sometimes i just feel like i'm doing nothing with my junior that it's like is anything happening you know because it seems like you know you're just running around with them and like is any fruit coming from this and i mean i can even as a father thinking of like just seemingly insignificant moments with your children but how as they get older it's okay wow this is i'm starting to see fruit from the time that that i've put in with them and so yeah, it's, it's awesome to see just that longevity and kind of walking with students through junior high, middle school. Then you start to see some of that fruit as they, as they get older. Um, mm-hmm. So that's encouraging to hear that. Um, I know we've got maybe 10 more minutes left or so. John, I'd love for you to maybe talk just a little bit more, kind of dig into that, how you, I think Susan was saying, spoil the, the volunteers <laughs> and the leaders. I know yeah. uh, people get, yeah, talk about questions yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah. Questions of uh, just... Yeah, t- trying to develop a volunteer team and recruit volunteers, all that kind of stuff. So just give us some wisdom on that. Uh,
1: yeah, um, it's the best part of my job. Um, every year I ask for more, uh, a bigger budget for our leader, um, what I call leader development, which is uh, more like, that's the, the official term. Um, but it's more about how can I spoil my leaders and make sure that they're having a good time Not, not in the sense of like making sure they're having fun, but understanding that this is, this is something bigger, um, than just putting up with a teenager. Um, it's creating a community. Um, and when we, when we ask a leader to come on to our team and we, we treat it like a team, like that's, I'm, I'm also like a coach. And so it's like, that's my mentality. And so I'm like, how can I build up a team? And when we ask them that takes away their opportunity to be a part of a community group within our larger church. And so, um, we're like, let's just make this our community group. Like this is, this is our community. This is our team. We are building together. Um, so we kick everything off with a leader retreat at the beginning of the year where we just say, here's a bunch of gear. Um, here's a bunch of food and drinks and, um, ways to connect. We're going to do some training. Um, and, um, and we're just going to have good face-to-face time and just see one another for a long, like a whole day or two days or whatever the retreat ends up being that time. Um, and we just kind of set them up. We're like, this is, this is the peak. And I'm like, and here's what we're about to enter in on. Um, and then every month we try to do a smaller scale of that, um, where we feed them and we, we don't really have much of an agenda We we do a small devo and then we just say, how are you doing? What questions? Like, what is frustrating you? And just open the floor for people to just share. Like, my group's really hard right now and here's what's happening. How would you respond? And then letting the group just like talk about it. That's good. Um, and then we just, and then, you know, Christmas, we spoil them again, more gifts, more, you know, party and have a good time. And then we give them some time off and we we think rest is really important Amen. Um, and then we do the same thing second semester and then at the end of the year we do a volunteer celebration where that's just like everything we got left in the budget Ugh, here you go <laughs> uh, like this year it was uh, we literally handed out like Ro- cash. Rolex watch- watches. <laughs> <laughs> it was super fun uh, we did uh, what, uh, the boys went to the country club and the girls got their nails done. Um, granted, you know, that some of that stuff's out of budget. Um, but some people offer, like Mm. we do ask parents sometimes like, Hey, do you want to spoil our leaders? That type of stuff. And, um, some of them will chip in some are like, I'll write them a note, whatever. And, and then we just have a nice dinner together and we just say, we're so thankful. And it's like, we don't, we get paid to do this. Like, this is like, we have to do it, but you guys get like do this out of your free time. And it's just incredible. Um, and then we encourage like, take the summer, like come on our trips, come to any event we have, but don't feel obligated. Take your time off. Like, mm-hmm. it's really important because we want you coming in in the fall ready to go again. Yeah. Um, and that, that, that ebb and flow of rest and work and spoiling, um, it just meshes really well. Um, and we just spend time together in general. Like the 4th of July, um, we threw a party. My my family threw a party. And a, one of our pastors was like, can we reimburse you for this? Because this was like a, a church event. And I was like, no, it wasn't. These are just our friends. Um, it just so happens they all work in the church. Um, and so we just enjoy spending time together. A lot of us are in kind of the same stage of life. Um, and so we just kind of... It's easy for us to do stuff, and mm-hmm. um, it's just a lot of fun.
0: And yeah, I think I'm going to start volunteering uh, with you guys. <laughs> 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 yeah, that sounds that sounds awesome. Um, it does. Look, we've got just a few minutes left, and I didn't know. Um, I know another question on there is kind of developing leaders, and of course that that um, connects to all this discussion of this relational ministry. And as you're watching these students as they're younger and, and growing up, maybe just uh, some bullet point thoughts you all have on. Developing leaders in your group. How y'all try to do that? Um, if y'all have any, I don't want to put anybody on the spot if they don't. But John, you got some?
1: I mean, while they're thinking about it, I can just think about just just this week alone. Um, my I would never have pinned my guys like they're they're seniors. Um, I would have never pinned them down as like leaders. Um, but now I think about it, and just in the sense like a lot of people don't like look to them, mm-hmm. but a couple of my guys, they're just leaders in the church. They are quick to volunteer and quick to be at everything. And and that that's a presence that goes unseen but is really crucial, that they're volunteering and being a part of something that's not just the youth group and yeah. getting invested in the larger church. And that's really important. We need those kids that aren't going to church to see, like, wait, there's other teenagers not just going to church but helping the church function. Um, and I want to tap into that. And we actually interviewed them in our – our, our spring semester series, um, and brought them up and had them be kind of the teaching moment, um, which was awesome. And they were just like, yeah, I'll do that. Um, and then I, I think about one of our small group times this week, um, we pulled the boys aside and I, I I forget what question we asked. Um, but then three of our boys, um, older boys just spoke up immediately. And it was a hard question and they just like jumped right in. And then that just Trickled down the group, like everybody was eager to respond at that point. And I, when I say it wasn't an easy question, it was not an easy question, it was like exposing sins, like it was one of those moments. Um, and I think we are have a desire to tap into that, we don't have a system for that. Um, and and it happens naturally. And I think our, our next step is like, and we've been talking about it, but is like, how do we? actually tap into that to where that's happening like as a part of the program and we expect it and you know it's going to happen yeah um we're we're wanting to explore it and we see it but we don't know what the secret sauce is
0: yeah yeah no that's that's good and like you said some of this just it happens organically it's like you don't necessarily have a program or hey let's let's go by you know these kind of five steps or five programs or whatever to implement that it just kind of happens naturally i think it's good too just uh as you said, um, you know, leadership looks differently, uh, that I had, I'm thinking back on my own students that there were some that were just kind of quiet leaders and their presence there, uh, just made a difference. And they might've not even thought about what they're doing as, as leadership, but, but it was, um, so look, I know that's all the time that we have, but, uh, John, Andrew, Susan. Yeah. Sorry. I've, I'm still waking up and, uh, trying to make sure I got it right. Uh, Appreciate you guys taking the time thank uh, you. to come. Thank y'all for just thank y'all for y'all's presence at, at RYM this summer. Um so I hope you guys have a good day. Oh
3: come, and buy without money. oh
0: come and feast without pay.